It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference. Hi, this is Debbie Kiever letting you know that starting in January, I'll be teaching an online ladies' Bible study called Kingdom Woman based on the book written by Tony Evans and Crystal Evans Hurst called Kingdom Woman. If you'd like to learn more about this online Bible study and be part of it, you can email me at debbie at debbiekeeverministries.com. Well, welcome to a brand new year of Beyond the Building. I'm Debbie Kiever, and with me is Laura Perino. Laura, Happy New Year. Welcome to 2020. It's exciting to be here. It's. I think it is the turning of the clock that everybody has been That's waiting right. for That's since right. March. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it is absolutely a, a brand new season. We're really excited. You know, the Laura, just looking back on this year, um, it felt a lot longer than other years. In fact, somebody asked me the other day, how long have you guys been doing Beyond the Building podcast? And I told them a whole year. And you reminded me it only started in June. That's right. It's been a half a year. Six months feels like 12. That's right. So we are praying that as we go into 2021, we keep our eyes on the one who sees the whole picture. Uh, He is our hope. And our hope is not in science. It's not in politics. It's not in our neighborhood. You know, it's not even in our churches. Our hope is in Jesus Christ. And so... As we get into this month of January, I don't know what it's like in Tennessee where you are, but here in Delaware, it's definitely chilling down. We had a really mild fall, but we are in the frozen month of January, at least up here. Does it get very cold down there? It is very cold right here right now. So yes, it, it will be very cold. Okay. Well, we loved, we loved the movie Frozen. That was a fun one with some great songs that came out of it. But this uh, concept of speaking on the topic of Frozen really drew us to the month of January. If you look in Webster's Dictionary, there are many definitions, but one of them says that uh, when you're being incapable of being changed, moved or undone. What a great description of this word frozen. And I, I think about how we might get ourselves in a place where we can't move for a variety of reasons, right? Something has gotten us stuck. Something has hardened, you know, where it has been a block and we are not able to move. And so this month, uh, we are going to be focusing on some of the things in life that leave us frozen. And to, uh, just to give you a little bit of a taste of what's coming, uh, Next week, we're going to be focusing on how fear and anxiety uh, are very powerful emotions that we will all have to deal with at different seasons of our lives. But that is certainly an emotion that can lock you up, that can cause you to be frozen and not be able to move forward uh, in your daily life. The following week, uh, we're going to be looking at how that this area of unforgiveness, unbitterness, resentment can lock a person up and uh, keep them frozen it especially impacts your relationships uh, and your relationship with god too and then at the end of the month we're going to be looking at when you allow god to work in your life so that you become unfrozen right you begin to move again how do you walk in that place of recovery where you don't fall back into some of the traps that got you frozen to begin uh, to begin with so it's an exciting month of some deep 
teachings on strong emotions. Amen. You know, it's interesting, even as you're talking about the word frozen, I can't help but think of the year we just came out of and look at how many things in life seemed to be frozen in the past year. You know, whether it's that we are frozen, uh, unable to move out of our homes, or we are frozen, unable to operate in the way we usually do. I mean, we, you know, for a long time, or maybe even now, we're still being uh, told, you know, not to come too close to each other. That's not what we're used to. And so it feels like we are unable to move in so many ways. Uh, This word frozen is really just a, a great word for this time as we come out of 2020. Debbie, I love the way, and maybe this is important to share with our listeners too, I love the way that God speaks these words for these episodes, because this isn't just where you and I sit down and say, okay, what's the word for January and what are these episodes going to be about? This all happens very organically. You and I are in a conversation. We're talking about things that are just going on in our lives or with our kids or in our families or whatever it looks like in the world, in the word. And God speaks a word to us every single time. And how often I, I remember when you Marco polled me and said, wait a minute, we just talked about what's going on in your life. And I'm feeling like it, the word for January is frozen. And so all of these themes always come up because of real life experiences. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the way it is in life, too, with all of us. God takes us through, allows us to go through real life experiences. And when we can sit down and look back at it or look at it as we're going through it, we see how there's always a greater spiritual principle behind the physical things that we endure. And so today um, I'm sharing my story that has to do with the word frozen and really um, was a, a catalyst for the word frozen being our word for the month. But back in, and again, just like you said about our podcast back in July, which does seem like an eternity ago. A year ago. ago. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, I started feeling some pain in my shoulder. And I remember thinking, oh, I'm 52 now. Everybody gets pain in their shoulder or in their ankles or, you know, their knees, whatever it might be. I'm just going through a little bit of pain. It'll be fine. And so I remember taking some Motrin and thinking it would go away. And progressively, the pain just started to get worse. And I remember uh, going through it and looking online and trying to figure out what's this pain about in my shoulder. And I started even going to some doctors and asking questions and starting to put try to put things together. And I just really could never get to the place where I could figure out what was going on. But on a, felt like on a daily basis, the pain was getting greater. Um, the pain was no longer in my shoulder. It was going down my arm. And I tend to be one of these people that just doesn't experience pain. You know, I, I hear other people, people in my life who deal with fibromyalgia and different things where you are in chronic pain on a regular basis. And I, my heart goes out to them and I pray for them. But you know, you can't, understand something until you walk it and you kind of think that'll never happen to me and so as I hear people talking about chronic pain and and being in pain I've always thought well that's not me I don't get that I don't understand it and it's it's not going to be me and all of a sudden I was experiencing this this chronic pain that would not go away in my arm I talked to my mom one day and and she said um well you know when I was your age I had a frozen shoulder. 
And I was like, oh, man, that's terrible. Tell me more about it. And she did. And I was like, well, that's a terrible story, but that's not me. You know, this is clearly something different. This is not what I'm, I'm dealing with. But I'll tell you, the pain just got greater and greater. And then I, I started to lose the range of motion that I had in my arm. And for somebody who is very active and is picking up uh, an infant grandchild now on a daily basis, um, I started to lose the ability to use my arm. And then it started to become a more serious problem. Um, through lots of different doctors, I was expecting a completely different diagnosis, Deb. But when I finally went to the orthopedic doctor, he looked at me like literally four months after my mom told me she had a frozen shoulder. And he said, well, you know, you have a frozen shoulder. <laughs> And at that point, I could not put my arm behind my back. I couldn't raise my arm, um, you know, really above my shoulder. I, I just couldn't put it up in the air. There were so many things. I was so limited because something significant in my body was happening that was leaving me, like you just said with the definition of frozen, unable to move. I was actually in very significant pain at this point and um, unable to use my arm like I used to use my arm. Uh, it was shocking because I have always been somebody who was able to move. And this can go right back to the whole COVID thing. We have always been able to move, right? We've always been able to do what we want to do. And all of a sudden, something painful was uh, limiting my ability to move the way that I was created to move. You know, frozen shoulders, you don't wake up with a frozen shoulder. You know, it's something that develops and it's it can be developing so slowly that you don't realize it's happening. You start to get used to a new level of dysfunction and mm -hmm. then that becomes comfortable for you. And then it tightens up again some more. And, uh, you know, as you just to remind you, Laura, uh, since you've been in my life for 30 some years, <laughs> I, I officially now I'm not a physical therapist. My license is done. But I spent a lot of years working um, in therapy, and I have treated people with frozen shoulders over the years. Most of the time, people will develop a frozen shoulder after an injury, after uh, perhaps a surgery, um, or something happens that, that creates inflammation, and they go to move, and it hurts. Mm -hmm. And it's a natural reaction to avoid things that cause pain. And the challenge is with a shoulder, you just think if I just rest it, if I just rest it, if I don't stretch it, you know, I, I don't believe in no pain, no gain, you know, I yes. just kind of, I sit back and, and just say, I'm just going to protect my arm. Well, in that protecting, and I say that in quotes, in that protecting of your arm, you're actually allowing scar tissue to bear down and it's going to limit your motion. And then whatever motion you want to have, it's... It's going to hurt more, but now you have less motion before the pain starts uh, to occur. So normally it's after a, some kind of injury. It doesn't have to be that way, and I know you'll share your story on that, but that's typically what happens with a frozen shoulder. Well, I love how it there's a parallel spiritually. I mean, think of every one of us has gone through some circumstance where spiritually there's been an injury, right? Somebody has hurt our feelings. Somebody has offended us. And that initial hurt feeling, that initial injustice causes us to have inflammation spiritually, mm -hmm. right? There's tenderness, there's, um, you're touchy in that area and, and it, it causes you to be angry. It causes you to be sad, you know, despairing. There's all kinds of emotions that go with that. And the last thing you want to do is 
touch that spot and increase the pain. So you'll we become masters at avoiding pain, avoiding conflict. And and unfortunately, you know, in the sometimes the closest relationships to us, that is where we begin to have friction. And you know, whoever you're closest to, you probably can reach the closest and hit, you know, with your words or with <laughs> yep. your your actions. So in the church family, you know, think of how many relationships in a church have been wounded and people just disappear, mm-hmm. right? Why go? That church is a bunch of hypocrites. And it really comes down to somebody in that church hurt me and now it's touchy. And what if I run into them? So you try to avoid the problem. You try to avoid that area of pain or conflict. And as a result, that decision to to pull away opens a door to to a, a, a struggle opens a door to emotions that can come in and overwhelm and and take over and control you uh, for your sake you know trying to stay away from moving your shoulder it opens a door there was a decision made somewhere in these months I'm not going to do that anymore because it hurts that opened the door for that sh- that frozen shoulder to develop and that, that happens in all areas of our lives, in our emotions, in our spirit, in our relationship, in our mind. It opens doors in our mind that get us locked, you know, frozen in our thinking. Uh, but it's subtle. It, it creeps up on you. Absolutely. And my situation is one where there was not a specific injury that I can look back on and say that is the the catalyst that started this issue with the frozen shoulder. I love what you just said about spiritually so often we have to look back and say, wait a minute, if I'm frozen and I've got uh, a situation I can't get past, I need to look back and Mm -hmm. see uh, where the situation started. What was the initial injury that has caused me to end up in this place where spiritually I can't move or emotionally I can't move, whatever that looks like. But I didn't have a moment to look back on. And that's one of the things I think that was a little frustrating for me because I wasn't sure exactly when the moment happened, what, uh, and and maybe that would have made me not go uh, to that level of activity or whatever it was that injured the shoulder uh, in order of thinking about it happening again. But as I look back, um, we all changed patterns. We all changed habits when 2020 hit. And one of the things that I uh, really enjoy doing is I do enjoy exercising and I do enjoy stretching. Uh, I noticed, of course, when 2020 hit and everything stopped, right, everything was frozen at the gym and and whatnot, that there was very little activity for me. I stopped stretching. I stopped doing any kind of strength training. And the only thing, like everybody else on the planet, I started walking, right? So my legs were good, but I wasn't stretching or maintaining my upper body strength anymore. And so I look back and I kind of wonder, because I uh, was lax in the good habits or practices that I had in the past, did that take me to a place where I was vulnerable to... Uh, this injury or this type of pain because I had let go of what I had been doing in the past. But what happened was, as I started feeling this pain, um, the more the joint hurt, the less I utilized the joint. And so I found myself, uh, there were certain activities like daily activities that really hurt my shoulder. 
And so while in the beginning I tried to push past it, there got a point where the pain was so bad that I just said, you know what, I'm going to find another way to do this. I'm going to make an accommodation for this instead. And so I changed my lifestyle. I changed my habits. I changed my routines in order to avoid the pain. But now I had put myself in a whole new negative situation because uh, the place that was inflamed and, and hurting was just going to get even more and more inflamed because I stopped using it completely. A lack of use or a lack of pressing into the place where there was some pain uh, actually led to greater inflammation and took me to a place where I no longer was able to get out of the situation on my own. You know, in the very beginning, if I had continued to press in, if I had gone to PT at that time, if I had uh, not avoided the place that was painful, I would have found myself in a place where I would have been uh, freed without having to go into a, a surgical procedure. But instead, I avoided that place of the pain and I made accommodations uh, for the places that were hurting. And I found myself in a place where I could not get out of it on my own. I think if we had a an expectation that we're going to go through life and never have uh, things that hurt us, uh, we would be on the wrong planet, right? Mm -hmm. That's just not the, it's not the world that we live in. And the, the, the key is that when there's an injury that takes place, whether it's your arm like you said, I should have dealt with this sooner. Uh, let's say there's an injury to our heart, you know, or to our thinking. We experience something traumatic, or um, it could be that little, like a little splinter type of type of comment that somebody makes that we don't deal with it, and we we hope it goes away on its own. Um, that is where the enemy gets what we call a, a foothold or a stronghold in an area of our lives because we have not dealt with it right off the bat. You know, if you're, if you're somebody that's going, I can't even remember when I started struggling with feeling uh, locked or frozen in a particular habit or um, a, a mindset, you know, like I can't unstick my thinking. Maybe you struggle with liking yourself. You know, maybe there's a particular person that you feel like every time I'm around them, I, I literally freeze. Like there's something I'm afraid of in that person, but you can't, you can't remember why, you know, there's something in your past, something must have happened. This is a good place to invite the Holy Spirit who, you know, who lives in you just and say, God, search my heart. You know, where did this come from? Where, where was a lie introduced to my thinking? Where was a lie spoken to me by somebody else that I didn't challenge it and deal with it head on to say, is that really true? Because when you don't deal with things head on, that gives them a place to kind of attach to you. And the longer you listen to it, the more it starts becoming in your mind what's true. For example, if somebody when you're younger tells you that you are ugly, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's unfortunately what, you know, elementary and middle school kids do. They, they give you like labels like that and you don't challenge it. You start to believe it. That will start to grow. And that label of like, you're ugly will start to impact the way you um, feel about yourself. And then that spirals into all kinds of behaviors that can be so damaging um, and it ultimately gets you locked in bad addictions or bad habits 
Uh, but where did it come from? It came from somebody calling you ugly that you didn't challenge way off in the beginning. And I think that's where a lot of our a lot of our issues come from. It's not that it's not our fault when we get the initial thought or somebody says something mean to us that the, the fault will start to lie in when we don't challenge it. Yep. It's you got to you got to not ignore it. You've got to yep. look at it head on. But here you are in your 50s, right? And you're thinking, well, I wish somebody had told me that when I was younger. <laughs> yep. But we yep. still and a lot of the things we have to unstick from now. Yes. The things we have to get unfrozen from or because we have not dealt with it when you're younger. And That's it also right. just helps you remember how to, when you're talking, especially younger folks, you know, children or teenagers who are still forming their view of themselves. Yep. You know, you hear them say something about themselves. It's so derogatory. Yes. So just stop. Don't just yes. say that's a teenage thing. Yes. Stop and say, like yes. what you just said, you may be feeling, who said that to you, you know? Right, right. And kind of bring it up because you you can prevent them right. from that frozen mindset down the road. Absolutely. You know, if we look in the word of God, which of course we love to do, um, there are so many people, so many great heroes of the faith who actually found themselves in frozen places as well. I, my mind immediately comes to Gideon, and if you know his story, he was frozen in fear, which I know is one of the topics that we'll be talking about this month. But he found himself in a wine press with an enemy against him. If you look at his story, he actually calls himself the least of the least of the least. So similar to what you were just saying, somewhere in Gideon's journey, someone had told him that yeah. he was the least. And so he had taken that word that was spoken to him, he claimed it as his identity, and it's almost like my shoulder. The inflammation just grew and grew and grew until he became paralyzed and could not move past it, uh, could not you know, move in the way he was supposed to move any longer. But in that place where he was frozen, in comes the angel of the Lord and gives him an assignment to do. Now, Gideon had a choice. He could remain frozen in fear, or he could push past and st stop the accommodations that he had done all his life and push past that moment and walk into the place that God was calling him to go. And he would experience the next, a new move that God had for him. And that's a picture for us. The places that we are frozen, God wants us to move, right? He wants us to step out of these places that we have accommodated for too long because he has a next for us. He has something for us to step into and we can be frozen or we can step into it. So Gideon, you know, he was frozen in fear. You got Moses. And this is another thing that, you know, we can really uh, think about with when we look back at the past. Moses uh, came out of the palace and he killed an Egyptian and he immediately became frozen with guilt and shame. And he found himself in the wilderness for 40 years. Uh, and of course, God redeemed that time, gave him a family and prepared his heart for where he was to go next. But when you look at Moses's story, guilt kept him frozen. We're all going to cross the line sometimes, right? We don't all do it perfectly, but we have a choice in those moments when God, when the Holy Spirit convicts us to say, I messed up and I'm not going to allow this thing that I messed up in to keep me frozen. The enemy wants us to stay frozen in shame and fear, but God has something for us on the other side. And so we can accommodate and stop moving our arm and allow the inflammation of guilt and shame to grow more and more until we cannot move and we find ourselves in a wilderness like Moses did. 
God calls us, right, to move past those things, confess it, move past, be completely free. And then Paul in the New Testament, we talk about him a lot, but he was frozen in blindness. You know, he at the moment of of his uh, really salvation, at the moment where he transitioned but from being someone who was against Christ to being someone who was for Christ, he was frozen. He couldn't see which way to go. He had a choice too. Even when he got his sight back, he had the opportunity to to move on into what God had called him to do on the other side of that frozen moment, or he could stay and go back into what he had been. And of course, that would have been, uh, you know, really a, a, a bummer for us because we know that God used his life in so many ways. And we have so many powerful scriptures because he inspired Paul through the Holy Spirit to write these things for us. Each person in the Bible who went through a time of freezing, and we can put this here with us, if you're if you're frozen in fear right now, anxiety, depression, guilt, shame, whatever it is, God has something to take you into when you get to that place that that freezing is broken. All of that stuff is broken up inside of you and you can move free. God has a purpose for you on the other side. You know, I'm thinking of you're about a week in well, when we're recording this, you're about a week out from your procedure. And already I'm listening to the insight that you're sharing. Everything that God breaks us mm-hmm. out of becomes a platform Yep. to yep. share. You know, it becomes your story. It is your story, right? It's your frozen shoulder story. I think yep. of, um, you know, in an early on in the podcast, I shared about the breakdown that I had at age 22 and a piece of that that applies here. Um, it's part of my story is I was really frozen, uh, paralyzed by fearing what people thought about me. And the key scripture for me came out of Proverbs 29, 25, where it says that the fear of man brings a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. And that word snare is, is literally translated to what we would equate as the choker collar on a dog. You know, that you can have a very strong dog, but all you need is this choker collar that is attached to a leash in the hand of a person. And as you're walking down the road, if that big dog wants to take off, they just pull on the leash. The choker collar stops the dog, no matter how big he is right there. He's like, you know, paralyzed um, in his tracks. He's not dead in his tracks, right? But he's he can't (laughs) move because the movement there really hurts. But the fear of man, when we... Fear man's opinion more than God's. Amen. It becomes a choker collar around us where that person's look, yep. you know, that text that they shoot at you, that word that is spoken, or yep. even just knowing what you think they will say in response Absolutely. will yep. stop you dead in your tracks and think, yep. I don't want to upset that apple cart because right. it's not pretty. Now, the challenge is... Beyond that, let's say your mom is someone opinion who's, you know, has control of you, but your best friend and then your spouse and you've, you've got a pastor and you've got a number of people that you are, you've made it your goal to please everybody. And we all know that that's never a reality. You can't do it. You make one person happy, the other person's irritated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so now everybody is pulling, putting pressure on you. Uh, and, and you can't move anywhere. Yep. And so for me at age 22, because I was finding my identity and my purpose in making an effort to try to get everybody to be happy with me, to like yep. me, I absolutely found myself paralyzed to the point where I could go to work and I could come home and I didn't even want to answer the phone. And that is so 
not who I've been created to be, but that was how bad it got because I had valued people's opinions more than God and it left me frozen. You know, it's interesting when you get to that place where you can look back, Debbie, and you can see uh, how you got to where you were. And I think your story is a, is a perfect one and your example there. I think that after we come to a certain place, we realize we can't do it on our own anymore. And after I had gone through months of physical therapy, I realized that this thing had gone too far. And then seeing a, an orthopedic doctor, he told me that the only way, he actually said, if you had done this earlier, mm-hmm. you know, you probably would be free at the moment, which, wow, that's a whole nother story, That's a right? whole nother story. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I didn't. And so I was past the point of just fixing it on my own. And I had to go in for this surgical procedure. But it's such an interesting uh, procedure because they don't actually cut you, which, wow, I mean, as I'm sharing this, this is there's just so much to this spiritually, but they don't actually cut you. They put you to sleep. Uh, you go into the, the surgery room, and while you are asleep, they, they literally just take your arm and they start to move it in all of the places that it hasn't moved for months. You know, they unfreeze your arm. And... I remember before I went under, they gave me a series of shots in my shoulder, and I happen to be somebody who really does not like shots anywhere, and um, I was a little concerned about it, and he said, you can have these, you don't have to have these shots now, but you are going to thank me later, because even though you are under the pain from moving the shoulder in places that it has not been before is going to be so significant and so severe as the doctor in these movements is actually breaking up the inflammation that you've held on to for so long. So it's an extremely painful procedure. And I remember for the next two days, you know, being on on drugs and and my shoulder being in significant pain. But it's the only way to unfreeze a shoulder is to go in and start moving it in places it hasn't been before breaking up things that you can't see on the outside, but are being set free on the inside. I walk around, you know, I'm not in a, in a cast. I don't have evidence on the outside of my body that I have had anything happen to me on the inside of my body. And yet I can't use my arm right now the way I, I want to use my arm. And the pain that I still have as I'm in the process of healing, and boy, does physical therapy hurt now. Um, the pain that I'm experiencing on the inside for the healing process is, is really significant, but you can't see anything on the outside, right? It's such an interesting procedure because so much is happening inside, uh, in order to break up those broke, those stuck places so I can have freedom. Uh, my range of motion is so much better than it used to be, but my pain on the inside is still there. So it's interesting how, um, you know, healing from these frozen places, People aren't going to know necessarily that something is going on on the inside um, and that you're in the pain that you're in, even as God is setting you free from where you have been, because there's really no evidence of it on the outside. It makes me think of looking at it from two angles, right? From your perspective, nobody sees what is going on on the inside. Um, Sometimes when you're healing, you you probably get these ideas. Well, maybe I don't do all my exercises today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm doing pretty well. And so because nobody else can tell on the outside these decisions you're making, uh, your muscles and your joints are knowing the decisions you're making. So as God is dealing with, he, he will do things to just break through some 
false beliefs that we've held on to, things that have locked us up spiritually, but we need to learn to walk in freedom. It's a daily choice because it doesn't mean you're never going to experience pain again, but this time I can't run from it. I need to walk through it and walk through it with him. And that's part of, honestly, that's part of what uh, the last podcast of this month is going to be about, about walking in recovery. You know, walking, there are certain things that for the rest of your life, you will need to maintain to keep your range of motion there for the rest of our lives the areas that god has set us free from we need to continue to walk out living the truth i i'm not going to tell the story but i i just share with you this morning um that uh, something happened in my house between my husband and i that i had a reaction that was mm-hmm. uncharacteristic and as i sat down and prayed about it i'm like god where did that come from and he says, it's that fear of man thing. By the way, bring that up today. Like you're, until you reach heaven, you're not completely, you know, exempt of having to struggle with worrying about people's opinions. Laura, the other thing I think is challenging is that because people don't see any issues on the outside of you, they might want to come give you a hug. Now I take that back because we're not allowed to do that, but <laughs> maybe right. Dan will want to give you a big hug. And right. just being sensitive that sometimes you you say something, you, you do something to somebody else and they respond in a way that's very uncharacteristic. It's because God is dealing with something on the inside and you just didn't, you didn't know about it. So just, you know, show a little grace when somebody responds with a little bit of an edge because the pain is on the inside. Absolutely. You know, as we wrap this up, Debbie, it's always good to bring it back to the word, right, where everything always starts. And while I went through a procedure and and inflammation was broken up and and I have better range of motion, you know, spiritually, God has given us uh, uh, something that we can kind of relate to the procedure, right? He's given us the word of God. And listen to what Hebrews 4.12 says. It says, for the word of God is living and active sharper than any two-edged sword. It pierces to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and of marrow. I love that. There you go. And it discerns, <laughs> yep, that's it. Discerns the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. We have the word of God, which is what we're really going to focus on as our tool in these next uh, couple of episodes. And it gets down into the places to separate soul and spirit, to separate joints and marrow, to f- identify places that are inflamed because of injury or lack of use or whatever it might be. And in this loving, gentle way that does not require multiple pain shots, right? Because somebody is going to be beating on your arm. In this loving, gentle way, while there may be pain in the process, our Father walks us through these difficult places. And the Word of God is what we have in order to start the healing process so that we can be completely set free. We also have the person of the Holy Spirit who Amen. is the power. Amen. Is, you know, he he is the power that cracks the shoulder, right? Amen. He's That's the right. one that breaks the strongholds right. off of us. So between That's the right. word and his person of his Holy Spirit, that that is a powerful punch. Amen. You know, right. To break the strongholds off That's of right. our lives. That's right. So we have really um, been blessed with everything we need in order to not stay stuck, to be unstuck, in order to not stay frozen, to be unfrozen as we enter 2021. Maybe this is a year where we'll experience a new freedom, new, um, I don't know, ways to reach out, new ways to use uh, the gifts that God has given us that maybe we have been frozen in the past from using. Uh, I'm excited about this series. I feel like the word breakthrough is here. 
that God is going to be really uh, using this series for some serious breakthrough in our lives and other people's lives as he identifies places in our hearts, in our minds, in our spirits that have been frozen for a long time that need to be set free. So thank you for joining us today. We are grateful that you're a part. We're excited to see what God has, not just for January, but for the rest of the year as we continue to trust him in these places where we are moving beyond the building into a a new um, venture, into a new place uh, here with you. So thanks for being a part. We pray God's blessing on you. If we can do anything for you, you know you can always reach us at beyondwomensconference at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And we are looking forward to talking again next week as we address some of these things that keep us frozen. Let's move into new places of freedom as God calls us in this new year. Have a great day. Thanks for being a part. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Amen. We believe that God will use what was shared to encourage you as you step into the more that he has prepared for you today. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, remember, you were created for more. 